0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast we'll be talking about the Hawks 134-129 to win over the San Antonio Spurs. It takes two overtimes for the Hawks are finally able to knock out the Spurs behind big performances from Trey Young, Clint Capella, and Bogdan Bogdanovic. We also get to see the debut of Lou Williams. Without further ado, let's get into it. that was a freaking marathon of a game and it was really good to see the Hawks go into San Antonio get a little bit of revenge for a game earlier this season where the San Antonio Spurs absolutely blew out the Hawks and for the Hawks to snap this little two-game losing streak that they had had on the road trip to the west and this win brings the Hawks to three and four on the road trip gives them a chance to go home at 400 at 500 on the road trip four and four if they're able to get a win tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans, and it was really a gut check, for the, gut check for the Hawks. The Hawks had control of this game most of the way. They had a strong performance to go up 10 in the first quarter, and then it was kind of back and forth for the middle quarters, and in the fourth quarter, it really got down to crunch time, and the Hawks gave up a big lead. They were up four with um, under a minute to go and a turnover by Kevin Herter, and some missed free throws by Trey Young, and then a missed shot attempt right at the buzzer. It sent this game into overtime, and it looked like DeMar DeRozan was really going to be able to lift the Spurs to the victory. But Trey Young, who had had an all right game, who had uh, 13 points and eight assists in the regular first four periods, really came on in the overtime periods. And just, you know, it was a show I would recommend if you didn't catch the game live, go back and just watch the last the two overtime periods, because it was back and forth. The game's on the line. It was never got beyond about two possessions. Um, and it was a lot of DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young shot making going back, going back and forth. To highlight on Trey Young's overtime performances, he had 15 points and four assists in the overtime period and was just masterful after missing that uh, go-ahead shot right at the buzzer. The uh, Spurs had tied the game. With about two seconds to go, DeMar DeRozan was able to hit a really tough shot over Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill played a lot of minutes because John Collins was not available. The Hawks also didn't have DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, or Chris Dunn, Um, but DeMar DeRozan came down. The Hawks were leading by two, came down, got an iso with Solomon Hill, and got to the middle of the paint and just hit a pretty, I mean, ridiculously tough turnaround um, over Solomon Hill to tie the game. And there were about three seconds left on the clock, 2.7 seconds. And the Hawks call timeout. And Nate McMillan and his staff come up with a beautiful play. The ball starts out of bounds. The Hawks get the ball in to Danilo Gallinari at the top of the key. Trey gets a little bit of a running start. And Gallo is like setting a screen for him sort of. But Trey gets a running start, gets the ball, gets right to his little floater range, gets the ball up. It bounces on the rim a couple times and doesn't fall in. It's a floater that Trey Young has hit a million times. As much as his floater was not falling early this season, this was just a shot that Trey Young hits a ton. And um, it was just brutal for the Hawks to have to go into overtime. They had really controlled the game. They had gotten a really nice performance out of Lou Williams. Lou Williams finally joined the Hawks on the court. He'd been on the bench for the Denver game, um, but was on the court and made his debut for the Hawks in number six. And he had a a nice little debut. He played 22 minutes, was three of 10 off the, from the field, one of two from free throw land for seven points. He had two rebounds, but he had five assists and Lou Williams showed some early chemistry with both a and Clint Capella. Um, and Lou Williams was exactly as advertised. He came in, he was able to find his shot, shake defenders and get to his basket and get into his bag and get points kind of Adwell well and really led a Hawks second unit that outscored the uh, San Antonio Spurs bench 41 to 29. So that was really good. But the Hawks, you know, after all that, were in a tie game going into double overtime. And the two overtime periods, again, was drama on kind of every shot. The first overtime uh, was tied nine. The Hawks had the ball again with a chance to win this game outright at the end of the first overtime and Trey Young kind of over dribbled the ball a little bit got the ball to Bogdan Bogdanovich a second late maybe just a second late and Bogdan got a shot off right after the buzzer that went in and it was too late Um, the Spurs got really nice contributions from Rudy Gay who hit a bunch of three-pointers at big times in this game Um, right at the end of regulation he hit a three at the end of uh, the first overtime Rudy Gay hit another three to tie this game and then finally in the second overtime uh, Rudy Gay hit uh, another three that brought the um, Spurs within one and looked like it was going to be a big big deciding point because it was with under a minute to go in the second overtime um, and, the, and the Hawks got the ball with 30 seconds only up one and it was like okay there's a lot of pressures on, on the Hawks not just to score um, but you know, even if they score, the Spurs should have another opportunity to stay in the game and potentially tie it. Now, this last possession, the Hawks worked the clock all the way down. Trey had done a lot of the heavy lifting, whether it was with his floater games, he had his two, three-pointers in overtime, but kind of all of the offense was going from him, and he waited till about a few seconds left on the clock, drove all the way into the paint, um, you know, leapt out of bounds, as a lot of players do now, and flung the ball to the corner where Danilo Gallinari was parked. Danilo did a beautiful, beautiful fake pass, got everybody on the San Antonio Spurs moving, and then calmly drained a three to put the Hawks up four with 11 seconds to go. And uh, that was really the the dagger in the game. The Spurs came down. They called timeout. Derek White, who had had a really solid game, got into his own head, uh, didn't know whether he was going to shoot the ball or try to dribble it had a turnover, the Hawks would make a free throw to go up 134 to 129 at the ultimate deciding amount, and that would be the game. But uh, that play was just awesome to see Trey Young get in there. Uh, Stinger, who was on the call with both Bob and Neek, had an awesome call where he just said how cold-blooded that uh, pass fake was. And for Gallinari, who had a solid game, if not spectacular, um, to drain that three was huge. And for the Hawks to get a win raised their uh, season record to 24 and 24, now three and four on the road, have a chance to get four and four on the road. It just broke this little bit of a a slumping streak for them that they had these last few games. You know, the Hawks had lost four or five and to go into San Antonio, and they've now won two games in a row in San Antonio. Of course, San Antonio destroyed the Hawks in Atlanta, but um, after 20 years of, of going into San Antonio and being unable to get wins. The Hawks have now gone and gotten wins in San Antonio back-to-back time. So, uh, nice performance from the Hawks. It was really good to see Trey, after kind of having a struggling first four periods where he only had 13 points and eight assists, really come out and take charge in that overtime period. In the second overtime period, he had seven points on assist, and one of his three-pointers in the first overtime period. He had eight points, three assists. And another three-pointer in the fourth over uh, or in the second overtime period so that combined for 15 points, 4 assists. He was 2 of 2 of threes. Overall, Trey was 11 of 23 from the field. Those two threes were the only threes he took. He was 4 of 6 from the free throw line with 28 points. He had two rebounds, 12 assists, a steal. He had seven turnovers all of those coming in um the early going of the game and uh just to see Trey Young come out and have a strong performance to close this game was big. Another thing that has to be talked about is Trey had five fouls going into the overtimes and was able to play defense and play those two overtime periods without fouling out. So really good on Clay. Clint Capella had a nice game. He was 5 of 19 from the field. Um, He was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Capella had some confidence and his shot looked a little bit better. And he talked about after the game, um, making his shots is really just... Uh, half of it is having confidence in his shot and um, just being confident each shot is going to go in. He was able to really own the boards for those 17 rebounds, six of them being offensive, and then that just added to the 28 points that he scored. Bogdan Bogdanovich, man, Bogdan Bogdanovich was on fire. He has continued to play well in that starting role. He was 12 of 17 from the field, four of five from three-point land, Um, If you go back and watch the highlights from the Spurs point of view, their announcers just can't believe how open uh, Bogdan is getting. And also, when he lets the ball go, they know it's going in. Four of five from the three-point land. He had five rebounds, five assists, a steal, and two blocks. Um, He had 28 points as well. So the Hawks got 28 from Clint Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and and Trey Young great performances there Solomon Hill stepped into the starting lineup because the Hawks will not have John Collins for this game against the Spurs or the game against the New Orleans uh, Pelicans he was one of four his only make was a three-pointer one of three there six rebounds one assist one block I thought he did play pretty good defense on uh, DeMar DeRozan both him and Snell got multiple opportunities to guard DeMar DeRozan but neither of them I mean DeMar was getting his way finding his way into mid-range and just kind of scoring at will. Tony Snell played 44 minutes. Um, he was two of five. Both of his makes, of course, coming from three. Uh, four rebounds, an assist, and Tony Snell just continues to play defense and hit three-pointers, which is exactly what you want him to do. Um, on these minutes, Trey only played 35 minutes, despite playing the entirety of both over time periods he had limited minutes because in the first half he sort of tweaked his knee and so you could see Nate McMillan trying to not play Trey as many minutes and Trey didn't play in the fourth quarter uh, quite as much Uh, Nate McMillan went with his backup as much as possible whether that be Lou Williams um, Brandon Goodwin or both but Trey Young you know some of these guys Capella played 44 minutes Bogdan played 45 minutes Snell played 44 minutes I would not expect any of those guys to play against the New Orleans Pelicans, but I could see Trey only playing 35 minutes. Um, he did tweak his knee, so maybe they'll be cautious and keep him out, but I would not be surprised if Trey ended up playing in New Orleans. Off the bench, the Hawks got 16 points from Gallo. They got four seven points, as I said, from Lou Williams. Kevin Herter had a rough night. He didn't make any shots, and he was handling the ball with under a minute to go in the regular, uh, in the fourth quarter When the Spurs were able to knock it away, Derek White had an awesome play to knock the ball out of Herter's hands and give the Spurs an opportunity to tie this game and send it to overtime. Brandon Goodwin was a nice spark off the bench. He only played nine minutes, but he was three of four, two of two from three, including a bomb heave at the end of the first quarter that put the Hawks up 10. And then finally, uh, uh, Oneka Kongwu played 12 minutes, four of six from the field, two of four from free throws for 10 points. He had five rebounds, two of them offensive and a block. And I'm sure we are going to get a lot of Aneka Akangwu going into New Orleans. But he seemed to have a nice little chemistry with uh, Lou Williams. And Lou Williams found both Akangwu and Clint Capella with just beautiful passes to get them easy looks. Um, so it'll be good to see how that second unit continues to find its chemistry. On the Spurs side of the ball, DeMar DeRozan, it starts with that that player. He was 14 of 27 him and Trey Young went just back and forth in the overtime period, but he did. He missed his only three-pointer, was 8 of 10 from the free throws for 36 points, had five rebounds, nine assists, and he kind of led the attack for the Spurs. And the Spurs were really being physical with the Hawks, especially at the end of the game, trying to get back into it. And the Spurs got a lot of discretion from the officials. I thought they got a lot of and ones. DeRozan in particular got an and one where the ball, he got fouled. The ball was knocked out of his hands. He was able to catch the ball in the air, then shoot it and get that as continuation, which frankly was just ridiculous. Um, Jakob Pertl, the starting center, had 14 points. He was 10 rebounds, four offensive, um, three assists, two steals, and a block. Derek White, man, dude, this guy was on fire. You could say he was white hot, but he was 10 of 20 from the field, 7 of 13 from three-point land. He was 7 of 10 at a a particular point in this game and just seemingly could not miss. Um, And besides that uh, error at the end of the game where he couldn't decide whether he wanted to shoot it or find another player, he was playing really well. He had the big knock away on Kevin Herter that allowed the Spurs to get back into the game, and he just couldn't miss. Uh, DeJounte Murray their starting point guard had 16 points 9 rebounds and 2 assists and that whole group for the Spurs just presents a lot of length and sometimes length can bother Trey Young he was able to figure it out it took getting into you know an extra 10 minutes into this game after the original 48 but that length really bothered Trey and DeJounte Murray Derek White and DeMar DeRozan are all part of that. Um, Rudy Gay came off the bench and was big for the Spurs. It seemed like any time the Hawks were like finally going to put the Spurs away, put a stake in the zombie that is the San Antonio Spurs, Rudy Gay would have an answer. 18 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and just 3 after big 3 after big 3. Um, and finally, the Hawks were able to get a big 3 from there. Uh, Danilo Gallinari to put this one away, but it felt like uh, Rudy Gay was just not going to let the Spurs go away. Both teams shot the ball pretty well. The Hawks were 50 of 100 from the field. They shot 54% from three, 21 of 26 on their free, uh, free throws. Um, they out-rebounded the Spurs 57 to 46. That's a good trend. The Hawks have to win the boards, really, for them to get wins. That turned into 13 second-chance points and 56 points in the paint. Both of those beat the Spurs, not by a ton, but when you win the game by five, that's all you need. The Hawks got nine blocks, um, and Clint Capella was right in the middle of that. He had five of those blocks. Bogdan McDonavich had two of those blocks. Um, And then finally, I thought the biggest uh, stat of the night, again, was the bench scoring. The Hawks got 41 points from their bench. On a night when Trey, during regulation, was not as best self, they were able to get a big lift from Lou Williams, Danilo Gallinari, and Brandon Goodwin chipping in with eight is huge. Again, Aneka Kangwu had 10 points, so... Really nice scoring off the bench for the Hawks and just a really good win. The Hawks, certainly, this is the seventh game of a long road trip. They just had a brutal shellacking from the Nuggets. um, And for them to come back and get a big win against the Nuggets, Spurs is huge for them, and it'll see. We'll see what Nate McMillan does on this back-to-back when they face the Pelicans. The Pelicans are also coming off a back-to-back themselves, so it's equal rest. But the Hawks are traveling, so um, big win, one thirty-four to one twenty-nine, lifts the Hawks to twenty-four and twenty-four on the season, and uh, stops a little two-game swing for the Hawks. And uh, we'll see what happens as they go forward. Uh, against the Pelicans tonight. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at KettleCast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!